Guitar Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 73 of the Guitar Stories Podcast with me, Andy Ferris, and it's Dr. Dan. Hi, Dan. Hello, Andy. It's good to see you, and it's good to see everyone else in the chat. Hello. How is everyone doing? Chat is just loading for me because of, you know, restream things. But before we go any further, Dan, I just want to make sure that everybody's awake. Nobody's yep. falling asleep. Yeah, because we had a slight issue last week where we streamed on a Wednesday. And should we name should we name the per Yeah, we'll name the person. Yeah. Our beloved, a beloved Sarang was there on Tuesday and fell asleep <laughs> waiting for us to go live. And we didn't go live for a full 24 hours later. And I think that's beautiful. So thank you, Sarang, for being so dedicated to the show. Um, and that yeah, it's, it's beautiful and hilarious. Yeah, I was I was wondering, did he dream about us? Or about gear, or did he dream at all? That's a it's a dangerous question, but it's one I want an answer to. All right, Sarang, Sarang let in. us know. Yeah. <laughs> so far, the chat is not loading for me, so we may have no chat overlays tonight. Apologies right. for that, but um, yeah, it might work, it might not. We'll see. Yeah, we're but... Sarang is here. Valeria well, you know, with my here. internet connection, if I try to open up a second tab, we are in for a world of trouble. Okay. Well. In that case, we just leave it as is and try to, have to go, play it nice and slow, go right? Via, via Dan tonight. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, Dan, uh, we didn't go to Nam either of us, with either nope. of our professions or, or passions. But um, other people did, and it happened. It happened. How did, it, how did you feel? Did you miss it? Yeah, I felt left out. 100% honest, cards on the table, heart wide open. I saw people there having fun, and I thought, I'd like to be having some fun right now. feel a bit yeah. sad. Miss my friends. Yeah. But from a business point of view, I thought it was probably the best way to waste a lot of money was to go to Nam this year from, <laughs> from Europe. If you happen to live near California, no brainer. Go there and have some fun. <laughs> That's what my boss always say. If you go to Nam, at least have fun because it costs a shit ton of money. <laughs> well, this would have been the first time that I've paid for myself, you see, because uh, the okay. previous times I've been, I was working with Tolman. Oh, yeah, this would yeah, have been my right. first Guitar Geek um, uh, adventure. And yeah, yeah. yeah, in fact, I still owe Henning money because he paid for the tickets that we didn't use. <laughs> Ho hopefully we get the, the insurance back. We got 150 bucks back, apparently. Okay. But uh, yeah, but we didn't go. And yep. I wrote to um, I wrote to a man called Ryan Burke. You might have recognised him. He he's also he has a, a, a YouTube channel. You might and a, and a podcast. No, that's that's that small one, right? Surfy kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve's really good on that show. Anyway, um, <laughs> I asked him if it was worth going. He said yeah, it was worth for him going, but not a worth a trip around the world to go. So. Mm -hmm. Either he's trying to make me feel better or he's genuinely um, making me feel better. Yeah, one of those two. <laughs> do I trust Ryan Burke? Yeah, go on. <laughs> do, you, do you think that smaller companies would have benefited from, from being there when so many big players were missing? By the way, I'm just readjusting my camera. I'll be, I'll be right Okay, with. I'll answer that question whilst you, whilst you leave. <laughs> um, I, I hope so, because some of the big players were not there this year. I hope some uh, of the smaller, or I should say, um, yeah, smaller is fair enough. Smaller brands saw some more foot traffic and airtime. I will know, because I will ask them, you know, 
via Instagram or however I chat with these people. Uh, how was it? How was the show? And hopefully it'll be all positive. Um, mm -hmm. I did see, I think I sent you a link from, from Thermion where they, they showed a, 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 a video, mm -hmm. a reel yeah. of them walking from the front of the hall to the back of the hall to their, their booth. And yeah. it seemed a lot smaller than usual. Yep. So, um, but sometimes that's good because the two, two occasions I've been, it's been almost too big, almost unmanageable. Yeah. Um, but I was going from not just guitars, I was going through the whole show. So from literally from one side synths to guitars with something else in the middle. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was uh, more manageable. Yeah, absolutely. But it was funny because the day, be, uh, the week before, there was Star Wars celebration going on at the exact same premises. And there were also a couple of tours and you could see some of the halls, I think the, the section E and, and beyond that, that was empty. I, and I was already thinking, ah, that's how it looks if there's nothing. And then one week later, NAM is happening huh? and it's in a much more condensed scale and it looks the exact same uh, style. You know, there's there's so much missing and there's so much free space. Uh, that was kind of interesting to see. Two events that were pretty similar in terms of how many people were there and how many booths. So, yep. I, I have the, the chat loaded on a different tab now, so we'll see if my video goes all doolally. But um, hello to everyone in the chat. Hello to Hot Pole Studios. Hey, Adam. He said that he honestly didn't miss the downstairs hall where all the little weird booths usually are. <laughs> I kind of like that little place. Yeah. Because it feels, it feels like somewhere you shouldn't be. If you've never been to Nam, by the way, there is a there was in the past a downstairs booth with lots of flashing lights and very small brands. Um, and that felt like... You know how when you have a house party, Dan, and the party's always in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. You know, no yep. matter what you do with the with the living room and set out the party area, the party's in the kitchen. Always in the kitchen, yeah. That's the downstairs of Nam for me. You okay. know, the, where the real stuff's happening. So that's like a a hot uh, like a good tip for everyone who's who's attending Nam for the first time. If you want to party, downstairs. Downstairs. There isn't actually yep. a kitchen, just to clarify, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing like complaint emails to uh, the guitar geek mail at gmail.com i went to nam and i didn't find that damn kitchen where is it <laughs> maybe there should be maybe nam's listening they should actually nam you should be listening you should be doing all the market research you possibly can for next year because you sent me an email asking me if i wanted to wanted to attend digital nam for 49 dollars, and the answer yeah. is a resounding no i don't want to go to digital nam for 49 dollars. why <clears throat> this digital because i felt that that might add some some com <laughs> some 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 humorous edge to the anger that i was feeling just then <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe it's because I believe forty nine dollars is an is an imaginary uh, number that you you shouldn't be paying to go to digital. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's just. Do you know? Maybe this Batman cup is is sort of rubbing off on me. Maybe I am becoming vengeance. I need yeah, to get like a vengeance. like a it rainbow just, cup or something. Or, it just or... looked so fight. We needed the quotation marks kind of thing. It, you look like a, a comic book uh, um, supervillain. Digital Nam. Digital Nam. <laughs> I would go through the rigmarole of putting my lights green behind me, but I, I really can't be bothered. So imagine that my lights are green when you see Evil Andy. Yeah. Evil um, Andy. He's coming. I'm going to take a sip from my Coke. Mate Coke tonight. Cheers, everyone. Uh, apparently, there's some issues with my voice. My speech volume keeps dropping when I mutter. When I mutter. When I mother. When I mother. 
And Dr. Dennis, plenty loud. Can you equalize your broadcast venue? Firstly, Ike, thank you for the heads up. That's really useful. You've done that. Um, other other people, let me know if that's the same for you because I, I currently have apparently good good audio. But let me know if that's mm -hmm. not the case. Jen Majura is in the chat. Jen will be oh, on wow. the show very soon. Hello, Jen. We love you and can't wait to see you at the Steve Vai gig in Germany very soon. Oh, yeah. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, we're allowed to say that. That's, 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 that's fine. Happening. Right, we need to get into it because we've got a guest tonight, Dan. Do you want to just quickly, briefly give us a little overview of our guest tonight, David? Absolutely. Tonight we welcome David Bonvillain, and he is the guy, the mastermind behind the new Pia 35th anniversary prototype that we saw at NAMM. He's a, I think he's still Kerry King's guitar tech. Uh, he's in IT industry currently at the conference, which makes it even funnier because he, you know, joins us right at, from the conference in a couple minutes, which is awesome. He's a great dude, um, and you know, he's got a couple projects going on. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we see his uh, his super cool PR come to fruition, but that's subject to Steve's approval. But anyways, it was an eye catcher at NAMM show, so we decided we should get him on the show. So he's a cool dude. I'm looking forward to talking to him. And we will in about 20 minutes, which gives us yes. about 19 minutes to talk about our 10 favorite things from the NAMM show. And right. um, I th okay, we're, we're kicking it off. I think we agreed that I was going to go first. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. Okay, so these are in no particular order, even though the, the one that's number one is really, really cool, uh, dare I say it, um, which doesn't mean that number 10 is any worse. They're just 10 yep. things that we that grabbed our eyes, like the pick of the week, but pick of the NAM. I probably should have done a jingle for this. Oh, yeah. Damn, Damn. missed opportunity. Next time, okay? Oh. Yep. Okay. Well, here's number 10, and it's something very weird. It's from the company Donna who are very famous for making the affordable uh, pedals. And it's the Donna DMI Smart Guitar. And it's a carbon fiber. It's called the Rising G Pro Carbon Fiber Acoustic. And I don't really understand all about it. I couldn't find much information about it. But it's a build consisting of spruce and mahogany with a Donna app and it's always linking your phone to it and it's got light up fretboard so you can see the light up fretboard there so it's for learning and playing tunes and it's an acoustic guitar no price has yet been unveiled mm -hmm. what do you think of the guitar dan did i did i excite you in any way then oh yeah actually uh, I, w that's the only pick we both picked and uh firstly i was surprised to see that donor is kind of making a jump into such a more not boutique -y, but kind of high end market. I think we had uh, Rainbird, Rainsong, Rainbird. I think Rainsong guitars. Those were mm -hmm. um, also non-wood based, and now here with, with the compound woods, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, but it was it was also surprising to see that they announced a collaboration with the Berkeley College of Music, and uh, especially with uh, the iteration of the guitar that has the the special. Um, markings you know the digital markings they are mm. partnering up and have a companion app so every donors uh, every donor dmi smart guitar is able to connect to computer and, and kind of communicate with the the berkeley app and that's interesting to see a company i mean donor has been around for for years you know just recently they have been put more on the map for for people that are not just you know buying cheap stuff but also you know coming yeah. out with, with new pedals and, and new stuff that that is a little bit more sophisticated a little bit more reliable 
yeah. if I'm allowed to say that. I have I have um, one of their their Stratstar guitars, and it's okay. it's under 150 bucks, and it's good. Like not just yeah. a little bit good; it's really really good. So the I'm expecting the um, the, the smart guitar to be something similar in terms of build quality. It's highly inspired by the Lava guitars, uh, mm -hmm. the ME3. So it yep. basically looks exactly the same. Um, that's coming in at around 1,300 euros-ish, or maybe 1,400. So okay. I'm hoping this Donner comes in at sub, I want to say sub 600. That would be great, yeah. Like because it because it's with Berkeley because it's this learning opportunity. Imagine if it's even far below six hundred, and really um, accessible to new players. Mm -hmm. That would that would really make it cool. Yeah, I think like the light up frets on the, on the fretboard is still something that hasn't really been nailed on, on the guitar. It it no. kind of you might excuse that that comparison, but it reminds me of VR in the in the gaming world. It's super cool if you have it. But mm -hmm. it, it hasn't really diffused into you know every everybody's like everyday life, so to say, and and it has really become a thing. I mean, there are a few people that rely on it and make great, great progress. But you know, similarly to VR, it's such a great experience if you have like the right tools for it. But so far, the main you know the big manufacturers haven't really relied on that technology, so we're still missing a bit. But with Donner, with their market power, with you know also the quantities they can produce, maybe that's a starting point, and that might uh, be something to become a thing especially among beginners so i hope yeah. so i just hope they don't make it too cheap so that it's you know it's actually an instrument rather than just yeah. a piece of tech that happens to be shaped like a guitar yeah <laughs> speaking of tech that's shaped like a guitar let's move on to dan's first pick because we're not going to make it through the 10 we do this every time we, we focus <laughs> on the first three for about four minutes each and then we rush for 10 seconds each on the last ones um, all right we don't want to do that so dan uh yeah. your first pick of the week sir okay I picked the foldable guitar, and this is not something that's new. Uh, Ciari guitars—they have been around for a while as well, but uh, you know their Ascender guitar collection has been more or less among the, you know the the higher tier instruments with prices around three to four k. Mm -hmm. And apparently, the guitar is is accepted in the realms of the guitar players and is doing quite well. So now for them, they redesigned their guitar and, and added a standard model to their lineup and i found it interesting because that's another very useful instrument and it's something that hasn't really been explored so far in the guitar realm and i would love to see more foldable guitars you know you can imagine that's also an idea that i already pitched at a, a certain company but it's it's super tricky to kind of build in a in a uh, sufficient quantity and also with sufficient uh at a at a price tag that is all right, and um, also with sure. a sufficient you know perceived value for the player, you know, because for some people a guitar like that is just is just a toy, for others is a useful tool they would use on an everyday basis when they are traveling. So it's a very niche market, but um, I think uh, Ciari guitars they are really nailing it with this one. And I checked out a couple of performances from people, you know, bringing it to the right. stage and kind of unfolding it right at the spot, just plugging their guitar cable in. And going from there, and that really, really impressed me. So um, I think they say it weighs around, it, it, clocks, it weighs in about seven pounds. Um, comes in several colors: black, blue, red, natural seafoam. It has a twenty-four point seven five uh, inch scale, so basically Gibson Les Paul scale. Uh, Palfero fretboard, which is an interesting choice. Um, it comes already factory plaqued, 
That's pretty cool. Wow. So it should play like butter already from the get-go. Has medium jumbo frets, so shouldn't feel too alien to to the majority of players. And also has a set of locking tuners. And I think a good hardware is it's quintessential for an instrument like this. We have um, Adam from Hot Pole Studios again, who was at NAMM, uh, who's not showing off too much, thankfully. But he said he tried the folding guitar. Okay. It's actually kind of stunning. Yeah. I've, I've, I've wanted to try the CRE guitars for a long time. Um, did sorry, I, I kind of was I was doing some back backstage stuff. Then did you n name a price on that standard model? Uh, I think the MSRP at the moment is uh, eighteen hundred bucks, and if you wanna if you wanna have one, I think you can already apply, and I think they are taking a hundred dollars deposit or something around the ballpark. So yeah, I mean yeah. it's got it. That's it's got to be great to do what it does. It can't be half-assed doing a foldable guitar and then yeah. it just doesn't work. It has yeah. to be great. So 1800 for that is, I think, yeah. uh, I think that's the lowest they should go, especially yeah. at the, the prices at the moment. I like the way, did you see that the, the glass briefcase they were carrying it around in? <laughs> Brilliant. That's nice. Right? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I wonder well if you need special through. strings if, or if, if, if there are special strings recommended. No, because strings could be a point where that could easily get twisted and, and then intonation would, would just be a little bit off. So I was wondering how they how this is done. I would love to to try one. I really would. And I would love to really test it. You know, like okay. unfold it in, in the cold and then fold it back up again in the heat and you know, all the stuff that, that would interest me and possibly ten other people. <laughs> uh, <but> yeah. <laughs> chuck it around a little bit i'd, I'd have to like, promise that not promise i would give it back you know because yeah. i'd want to really road test it yeah and that would that would be amazing like just imagine you know climbing up a mountain and just playing a little bit of a guitar solo on the top of the mountain that would be great yeah. just me and a lonely goat <sighs> <laughs> all right um i've boosted by the way for the people who are listening people who are listening everyone's listening i hope um the audio I've boosted with my voice, um, we're going to try and sort that out. I have I was a bit hot the past few weeks, so um, uh, we'll fix it. Ike says it's better, and if Ike says it's better, then it's better. That's great. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> April on, just on, wrote, I almost yeah? folded my SG when I parked my car on it. <laughs> I think this <laughs> happened to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about a guitar or two guitars. Can I pick two guitars in one pick? That's fair, isn't of course, it? Of yeah, course, why not? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Tom. Um it's our game, our rules. Yeah. It's our <laughs> show. Um on the other end of the scale financially, uh guitars that are coming in at four hundred and seventy nine pounds and five hundred and forty nine pounds. And these are from Rapier. Um the Saf oh no, hang on. This one, the Sapphire, which is very Burns esque. And it's it's sort of like a, a Burns Bison kind of thing, which somewhere between a Tysco and a Burns and a little bit Voxy as well with block inlays. So, you know, I love it. And <laughs> a tobacco finish with lots and lots of pit guard on it and a little sort of uh, sort of Tysco-y mm -hmm. jazz mastery Mustang sort of trem going on. Yep. Um and that one's that's the one that's coming in at four hundred seventy nine pounds, which is going to be I don't know six hundred euros, um, about the same in dollars. I love it. I love the look. Uh, it's it's just so so vintage looking and so so cool. Um, some specs for you. It's right. 
a kume body with a bolt-on hard rock Canadian maple neck that has a soft C profile. So I wish they'd gone a bit bigger to be a bit more vintage correct. A 12-inch mm -hmm. uh, radius on the fretboard. Um, zero frets, which we don't see, don't see enough of, in my opinion. Graftech Nubo Nut, Wilkinson Easy Lock Tuners, Roller Bridge Vibrato. Um, and then there's another one, which is a 12-string, which is very similar, but has 12 strings. Um, this one I'm not so fond of. But um, this is the Vintage White, and it's got, where is it, the same sort of stuff, but it's got a hardtail bridge uh, and a 49 millimeter nut width, which, mm. uh, which is nice for people with big sausagey fingers, such as myself. Yeah. And I, I really, really, really does it for me, those, those sort of, um, just that vintagey look, and the, the Trisonic, Burns Trisonic look pickups, which are John Entwistle um, stuff. So you've got John Entwistle, you've got Wilkinson. So it's reliable, unfairly called budget hardware, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. What what's the smirking about? Oh, I did the I did the I did the <laughs> I did the air quotes again. Yeah. I think it was warranted there. I think, you know, because it Yeah. <laughs> it's not people say that Wilkinson stuff and Entwistle stuff is but I'll do it again. Budget. Um, but I don't think it is. It's just the high quality more affordable. Yeah. I'm going to sit on my hands. And oh, no, I can't use the mouse. <laughs> sit on one hand. Now I've got a warm hand. Oh. Yeah. Um, what do you think, mate? Interesting looking guitar. Uh, personally, for me, it's a little bit too much uh, pickguard. So uh, it's, it's everywhere, basically. You don't really need a good mm. piece of Okume wood. It's just, you know, put some, put some finish on it and it will, it will be fine. You, know? you don't even have to buff it. We put a scratch plate over it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially that one. That's a little bit ugly to my, you know, to my taste. Uh, headstock. I'm not 100% sure about the color choice for the logo on the headstock. That kind of uh, bullseye logo. I know it says rapier and, and everything, but that's just a little bit, I don't know. It doesn't fit that well. The white one I find pretty sexy. I hear you. Really? Yeah. 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 See, see, we'd be ha if there was only one of these guitars of each of them, we'd be happy because I'd take the Sunburst six string. All right. Yeah, I hear you. It is ugly. I absolutely agree with you. It is but ugly, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. Um. And I, I, yeah, I love it. It, it's, it's a little bit Harley Benton, the Mosserite thing they've got going on at the moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I'd love to play it, but I think that little that soft C neck would upset me a little bit. But um, I dig the looks. Yeah. But at that price, you're gonna have to really love it because at four seven nine pounds mm -hmm. it's not going to be a thousand euro guitar so it's not going to be super amazing but it's too expensive to be super affordable it's that difficult price range i hear you yeah. are you picking up what i'm putting down dan no 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 okay. I just I was I was just uh, replying to Perfecto who said burn it then and I just figured we have a problem because we've got ten picks today so what are, how are we going to to play buy borrow or burn? It's easy we just burn all yours simple done. <laughs> done. <laughs> That's a good one. Now, when you when you presented the instrument I was I was having my, my uh, Riddler moment because you said it has zero frets I was like huh if it has zero frets why isn't it called a fretless? I'm sorry that's super bad that's super bad that. that no, but yeah, there's there is something to it, right? What 
How? I I, I don't know what is going on right now. <laughs> you said it has zero frets. I no, it like, has a, it has a zero fret. You said it has zero frets. Right. <laughs> right, Dan, if that's your yes. real name. <laughs> we'll check the audio files, but I'm probably sure that you're correct. <laughs> Mr. Ferris. <laughs> yeah, right. well, if I said it has zero frets, then just edit this bit in. It has a zero fret. There you go. Done. <laughs> Everybody's happy. All right, making note. Uh, 2055. All right, okay, cool. We got to hurry because uh, Dave yeah, is we have. to wait for us. Dave's, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're, we're on, we've got nothing. And I I haven't even got the next item queued up. So, All right. You okay. know. Is it is it my, my turn? It is your turn. And we're back to something we've already talked about. All right, then we just skip that. That's easy. Well, then we've only got nine and we promised people ten. Well, uh, if it, it, hang on, look, here it is. It's the Donna guitar again, but Dan wanted right. to talk about the, the fretboard. So you can yeah. very quickly talk about the See, fretboard. Fretboard, it's got light. Deal with it. It's great. Okay. <laughs> now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, thanks for that. Right. The next one um, is a piece of software slash hardware that enables you to play music with someone who's not in the same room as you. So something that is not new, but someone may have finally cracked uh, jamming online. And it's mm -hmm. called Jack Trip and Jack Trip Audio and Jack Trip uh, Studio. And it is exactly what I've just said. And I, I did look for some really good pictures to show you, but I couldn't grab so many. So they've just got some sort of stock stuff of people playing music on their website. But um, it's a thing you can download and, and install on your computer. And then basically think of it as a Zoom call with low latency audio. So you can actually jam uh, with other musicians. I saw it in a video being used with singing. I saw choir look beautiful uh, and sounded beautiful, I should say. I mm -hmm. saw it being used with um, some kind of experimental noisy jazzy thing, which quite frankly could have been in time or out of time. I, I, I don't know. I'm not clued up on the jazz enough to, to judge that. But uh, I want to see it being used with a pure rock band, a four on the floor where the bass and drums need to be locked in, um, or, or even some EDM where something needs to be perfectly rhythmically uh, locked in. Mm. So I reached out to them and said, let's do a video together. And uh, yeah, maybe we can do some guitar geek jamming at some point and even do a oh, guitar stories nice. jam. That would be great. Yeah, with, with a couple of guests, that would be epic. Hmm. Is it is it currently free? So is it still like beta test or? How, There's how a free version. Um, okay. I looked into it a little bit, but what I will do is I will put the link if anybody's interested, because I think um, the way to test this is for lots of people to try it out. It's in the chat. Uh, uh, it's in the chat now. In the chat conversation, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I would like other people's opinion and I'd like to see if it works. And maybe we'll do some live streaming on the channel and we can all get together and you and I can both join in and, and do that. that great. Yeah, so that, that's Absolutely Jack lovely. Trip. That's that's my next fun thing that I found at NAMM. Cool. Dan, you're since, up, sir. Since it's a virtual studio, where how did you find it? Did they have a booth? A proper booth? Well, I, I wasn't actually at NAMM. I, I just, you know. No, yeah, but... <laughs> you Okay. You... <laughs> I'm not being facetious. I, I genuinely thought that was the question. <laughs> no, good. All right, next take. Uh, yeah. Next, uh, next is 
Ah, some guitar by some guitar company that no one's ever heard of. All right. So you mean the Spanish sounding name? Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. So this year we had a couple signature guitars at the Ibanez booth. It was a very reduced booth. They didn't have like, you know, the major build up with the offices upstairs and everything. It was pretty reduced. But one of the highlights of the NAMM show definitely for, it was the signature lineup and the Ibanez signature lineup because that's basically everything that Ibanez released. And one of the guitars that they showed was a brand new Jake Bowen model. Jake Bowen, guitar player for Periphery. Uh, also vivid um, Ibanez user, and he came up with the JBM 9999. And this is a prestige... 9999! Uh, it's a little bit more expensive than that because it's made in Japan, so it's prestige level quality. Um, it comes with a basswood body, so it, it should be rather on the light side. has an RG8 body shape, so you got that arch shape that's it's pretty comfy. Uh, we talk about, I think it's Laser Edge DiMarzio custom pickups. So you have a mm -hmm. uh, single coil, like a humbucker in single coil format on the neck. You've got a, um, a bridge pickup, custom pickup. It's got the new Gibraltar Elite bridge, which is even smoother and better than the, the previous ones, supposedly. I haven't tried it yet, but it looks pretty smooth. Uh, GraphTech Black Tusk Nut. And the special thing about this guitar, it's got 27, string, uh, 27 frets, six strings, 27 frets. So we talk about 25.5 inch scale, wow. so regular scale, and this is just the the nice chap who's playing the guitar. Yeah, I, I'm I'm drawn to his beard. Sorry, I was yeah. looking at the guitar, and then then what a what a stunning beard that is, Jake. But That's what a stunning amazing. guitar. I I, yeah. I dig that so hard. What color blue are we calling that, Dan? What color? Uh, I think that's called. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. That's called azure metallic matte. Azure. So azure, yeah, azure. Okay, it's beautiful. It's pretty cool. It's uh, it's got a finished neck. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool in terms of the I mean, overall appearance. The only thing wrong with it, really, Dan, is that it's all one color. You know, it's not like all lots of colors. It'd be amazing if there was a guitar that was like lots of colors all over and sort of almost randomly painted. Yeah, that would be cooler. You're right. Absolutely yeah, right. Never mind. Yeah, we we can we can dream. Hey, we can dream. Absolutely. But that was that was definitely a showstopper. I mean, there were others uh, like the Hydra and that other kind of guitar that was hanging next to it. But um, I think yeah, there well, were a lot, so, lot of positive reactions. Because you could I have would... chosen. Sorry, I got to cut you off. Why did you choose that because... particular one over any of the other ones um, that were at the show? Because I think that this is the guitar that has the most potential to become a favorite fan favorite of players that are not into periphery. Because they just dig the fact that it's got you know the angled uh, neck pickup and it's got twenty seven yeah. frets, it's got a reverse headstock and we all know that you know the world is a better place with more reverse headstocks. It's just it's got potential to be like that could be a regular production model in in no time and people would buy that. I'm hundred percent convinced about that. I so, I agree with you. I yeah. I'd play the heck out of that. Yeah. I I probably wouldn't use all twenty seven frets. If I'm honest. I, I five's enough for me, generally speaking, but. You know, f yeah. I only need five down one end and two or three up the other end. That's that's yeah. that's enough. I mean, you can you can you can still use a capo to make sure that all the frets wear off evenly, right? Deal. It's a good idea. Cool. Good good top Ibanez tip there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I chose a guitar as my next pick. We're not numbering these because we don't know what number we're on them. How could we possibly keep up with it? But the next one is a Sewer. It is the new Pete Thorne Standard HSS. Mm -hmm. Um. That's the uh, on screen now is the the full body picture body full thing. 
but that's that's not my favorite one it's this red and black thing it it's it's just so sexy it makes me think things that i shouldn't about guitars again (laughs) again a wilkinson trem so as i said earlier with the other guitar that it was on a more affordable guitar there's a wilkinson trem on a sir and i really hope that helps wilkinson hardware get out of that budget range of uh uh, uh, reputation some specs um first spec that that really drew my attention apart from the the color is the fact that it's a 60s soft v which means that for big-handed sausagey fingered people like myself are probably going to enjoy that it's an ebony fingerboard it's roasted maple neck it's an older body it's a gloss finish uh, 10 to 14 inch compound radius jumbo stainless steel frets uh chromebucker two uh sorry chromebucker thornbucker two uh pickups <laughs> and it comes in four colors inca silver graphite metallic garnet red and ocean turquoise nice and it's it's actually not that expensive for what it i, I did get a price somewhere it is obviously it not. is expensive it is expensive Th- uh, 3.6k yeah but it's not as expensive as it could be yeah. I'm not saying it's not expensive. I, I take that back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for for a saw guitar, it's it's how it is, right? That's what. It, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. When you buy a saw guitar, you're going to expect yeah. prices about that. As it's a it's a signature model, so you know Pete's got to um, have some some signature stuff. Mm-hmm. By the way, can we just draw attention to the George Benson behind you, Dan? Because it's it's a beautiful guitar. Yeah. Red and black. Yeah, my two favorites. Yep. Absolutely. And we also had a, a made in Japan version of this guitar. Hadn't they? The yeah. GBSP ten. And I think Craner already tried this one, if I'm not mistaken, and he loved it. So yeah. I tried one in- at the Italian guitar show. It was wonderful. Oh yeah, you said that. You said that. It's interesting if you do the A B comparison between this one and the other one, and you always go like, Yeah, how much better can the you know the higher priced model be? Yeah. Okay. Well, and then you play them, point. and then yeah, we can do that. But it's it's frustrating because then you all of all of a sudden you you kind of rec- you realize that you have to save up more money if you want to have the full like the um, only deal. play as high as you can afford. That's my rule. I've yeah. made that mistake many yeah. times and and walked away empty-handed. <laughs> um, David has joined us backstage, so we're going to be bringing him right, so in a few moments. We have two yeah. more picks uh, before then, right. and then David's going to be joining us. Uh, maybe some of you can guess which guitar will be near the top of this list uh, because David's here. Um, <laughs> but um, your pick next, sir, is an interesting guitar, a collaboration. Oh, yeah. It is, um, well, what is it? My pick is the Music Man Kaizen models. And that's a collaboration between San Luis Obispo company uh, Music Man and Tozin Abazi. And Tozin has been at the forefront of the whole, um, you know, prog, math rock kind of, you know, scene. And he's often been copied, but, you know, a few people have, have reached a level that he's playing on. And yeah. to, I think to all of our surprise, he, he, he partnered up with a company uh, like, like Music Man to, you know, d- design a regular production model because he already has his own company called Abazi Concepts. And um, yeah, so that that took me by surprise, and uh, it was interesting also to see all the specs because I think they are following a trend that we see currently in the guitar scene that there are more and more curves, so it's a more sophisticated, more intricate kind of CNC design. 
Um, it's got a newly developed tremolo. Um, it's got uh, non-staggered tuners right on top of the headstock. Um, yeah, apart from that, it's a very interesting shape. I think he's really pushing pushing the envelope when it comes to guitar development. There were just a couple, you know, you know, the guitar geek in me was really intrigued by it, and then the business person that's inside of me as well, you know, raised an eyebrow because, like I said, the spec wise, it's pretty interesting, especially also the the multi scale. It combines a twenty four point seven five inch on the treble string and the low E string has 25.5. So it's basically a perfect blend between a Fender Stratocaster and a Gibson Les Paul for the uh, seven string. And I think there are also six string versions announced for 2023. Yeah. And the, the name, you know, I like I like my my Ibanez numbers, but Kaizen is a pretty red name because it it says continuous improvement or improvement for for the better. It's a a Japanese uh, management style basically, where you always you know question yourself how can I make things better. I think that's rooted in in Japanese tradition, also in in you know that kind of industrial assembly line uh, culture of the Americans as well. Um, where people always had the thought that you can always improve things, um, so yeah, they are they are borrowing stuff from there. It also has a slanted, slightly slanted neck pickup, which is kind of trendy at the moment. Obviously, you know the Bowen yes. had it, now the Kaizen has it. Multi scale is always interesting, and what I also found interesting is that they came up with the uh, what they call um, heat treated pickups. And this is what I really find uh, interesting because uh, they say that they kind of incorporated principles they use for string making. And Leoni Ball is a very, very good string maker, making very reliable strings. So if they promise us more output and a, a better dynamic range from the heat treatment of the uh, components of the pickups, that that kind of interests me. So Honest, um, Honestly, I, I thought when, when I read that, I thought, oh, come on, what more new stuff have we pretended to invent? <laughs> But I'm actually excited about it. I, I, I want to know if it's just a thing. What, we need to say something new about this guitar. What can it be? I know. Let's yeah. get a hairdryer and put it on the pickups a little bit. Yeah. But I, I hope that it is actually something new. And yeah. I forgot that they made strings when I was reading that. So yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> the big, the big butt in, 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 not the big butt in ass, but the big butt is that they also have Cutler Stingray and Saber guitars that also feature the new HT pickups. So um, yeah, kind of gotta gotta believe in 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 the development so that'll be pretty interesting to hear because there's one thing I, what i don't like and uh, some of the dimasio pickups like the evo have that is that if you have that kind of scratchy tone that's able to kind of you know even scratch fly from a wall because it's so harsh and i i don't really like the tone you know in metal it's it's very common but that's ah that's something mm -hmm. that's just my my cup of coffee so a cup of tea so um i hope these are they are dynamic and have a lot of output, but they are not too harsh when it comes to the overall right. bouquet of variations they have. Yeah. Yeah. One sentence about the business side of things, because Go this on. is Go what on. I didn't didn't talk about. Go on. Uh, I don't get it why they didn't do Sterling versions of it, because Abazi is B2C, so he's selling direct to consumers. So his guitars will always be much more affordable to the end consumer than if he goes through a distribution network with Music Man. So we'd be very interested to see, um, interesting to see how much they will retail for. What do you, what right. do you think is the market volume for these guitars? Uh, volume, the market potential for these guitars? Uh, I think they're very, very uh, niche. Mm -hmm. uh, I was not a fan. And now since I put it on the screen myself and looked at it with you, it's grown upon me. Uh, mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I don't. My playing style is nowhere near Tatsunobasi or ever will be. But I'd like. I, I. I can't tell you then. I'm. I'm dancing around the question, but I think anything. Good lord. Uh, it's <laughs> got to be two grand, hasn't it? Oh, minimum. Minimum. Yeah. It's so. But if they could have done a, a, um, a sterling one at one thousand two hundred, then we'd be really talking yep. interesting uh, gateway guitar into Tatsunobasi guitars. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I'm going to move on because I want to get David right. on, and we've yep. got one more pick, pick before David okay. comes on. Last pick, it's mine, um, and it is. Um, we have someone in, in in the chat who can probably help us. Um, it is from Two Notes. It's the new Revolt guitar, and why not the bass version as well? So um, I'm a big fan of what Two Notes do. I use the the Captor X in a lot of my videos, most of them, in fact. And mm -hmm. Two Notes have now put three preamps in one little box. Uh, and if you pair that with a cab M plus, then you've got a whole rig in one and it looks a bit sexy. It's got a big old tube right in the middle lighting up <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it solves a few problems that a, f a friend of mine was having recently. So he's very excited to try the bass version. Mm -hmm. um, I love the Le Clean preamp. I when I plugged into that, my genuinely my guitar world changed when I first plugged into the two notes Le Clean preamp. It's beautiful and it changed for me what I thought was possible with a preamp pedal. I quite liked the Le Crunch and I quite le liked the Le Lead. That's really hard to say. <laughs> so I have big hopes for this Revolt or re Revolt or Revolt. How are we saying that, Dan? Maybe Revolt. Revolt. Yeah, Revolt. 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 Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll check with Guillaume. But um, yeah, it, it's. <laughs> It's also quite an exciting price as well. It's coming in at around 350 euros, which I think it looks more expensive than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think uh, the good part is it's all analog signal path, right? Correct. So that's a big selling point for a lot of a lot of people. Correct. It's um, a French company. Is that correct? Oui, oui. So it's Revolt. 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 Oh, yeah. Let's... Revolt. Well, I'm not going to embarrass myself with my. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was surprised to see that they do a bass pedal because other than like maybe the dark bass pedals, bass pedals are not selling too well. I think we talked about that last week already. Um, so that's that's pretty interesting to see that they went for a bass version as well. I was so. using the Le bass on my bass tracks, and now I'm mm -hmm. using Amplitude because for me, bass is not my main focus. So mm -hmm. I just needed something with some low notes, but. I could be tempted into using a, a little preamp pedal, but yeah, I, I, from from my from my research of talking to people that just happened to happen at the same time as this was released, uh, mm. bass players are looking for preamp pedals. So yeah. maybe not so much pedals effects, but um, yeah. So I, I don't know if Adam's there. Ah, Adam says it is Revolt. Thank you, Adam. Revolt. Okay. Revolt. And um, yeah, and apparently Revolt. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that's clever, like, uh, right? <laughs> clever, Guillaume and Guillaume's team. Um, <laughs> Guillaume owns a guitar that's very exciting. I find uh, it's a guitar that's a signature model of a, of a certain artist, um, Mister Steve Vai. Mm. He owns a a Pia, and I believe Dan. Now would be the time that we could do a bit of Pia chat. Oh yeah, please. Um, do you? Do you want to bring our guest in before we do peer chat? Yeah, please, want... please, please, please. Let's let's welcome. Let's welcome David. Okay, then please welcome to the show. It's David Bonvillain. There he is. Hey. <laughs> what up, everybody? 
<laughs> hey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being patient in the backstage area while we nattered on about gear for a while. Sorry that you waited so long. Welcome. <laughs> no, I love this stuff, man. I tune in whenever I can. I, I, I love the chatter. Cool. Good to that see means, you guys. That means a lot. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining. How's the conference so far? <laughs> uh, the computer conference? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's gigantic, honestly. It's about four or five times the size of, of NAM, um, okay. and was daunting. Like, I went onto the show floor yesterday and was kind of blown away. But it's been nothing but conferences for me since basically Saturday morning. So I'm, I'm about conferenced out. Yeah. <laughs> your, your voice sounds good and you seem healthy what, what's your secret i mean i haven't gotten the rona yet <laughs> we'll see i'm pretty convinced i'll probably have it by the time i leave this right like after nam and then this thing is it's going to be chaos but yeah yeah everything's good Great. good well i'm glad i'm glad normally I, I would be completely out of voice and and on the floor i guess but Oh, man, I've done uh i've been doing demos all day and talking computer security stuff and then spent the couple of days at nam talking guitars and geeking out on seeing you know something i worked on there like it was amazing it was a cool event yeah well let's let's tell everyone what it is dan what is your your final pick for this week's best of nam 2020 well that's a piece where uh, mr david was very instrumental in creating it is the uh, prototype for the pr 35th anniversary let's show it yeah on the screen Maybe we can yeah move. there it, it is, is. I'll put David there so you can see David yeah. rather than me because I'm, I'm yeah. less interesting at the moment. So that's taken right from NAMM floor, I think, the second day. They did they did hide it on the first day, right? Yeah. Yeah, on Friday, it wasn't out there the whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a prototype. Um, I, I don't know how much... So cool much to see it there still. I, absolutely. I'm still it's... geeking out about seeing it there. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so surreal, right? And the good, the good thing about that that guitar is that it's like uh, so different compared to what you, you know, what you did, for instance, for Yvette Young or for the recent Joe Satriani um, competition. It's, it's it's kind of cool to see you pulling off so many styles. Can you fill us in a little bit about what you did for for that prototype? Yeah, I mean, um, so you know, obviously that's a that's a throw to the PMCs. Um, as far as the color scheme, which yeah. those were my favorite swirls of all time. I mean, all of this started because I collect those swirly guitars and have since I was a kid or at least wanted to since I was a kid and I couldn't afford them. Um, and so the PMC was always my favorite, even though it's probably the most ob obnoxious color scheme of all time. Um, <laughs> so, um, so uniquely, like I, so with, with Steve, when we were, uh, throwing prototypes over you guys saw like I had made him that blue one a couple years ago and then I gave him another one for Christmas this last year because like I had started working on these things and Steve hit me up and was like I love what you're doing and I'm like I love what you're doing since I was like 14 years old let me let me send you one right and <laughs> so as we were going through the iterations of this um, I had done a few different styles and then he he was like yeah I think this is the color lay which I was in the back of my head seriously hoping for and uh and so then we went through another couple of iterations of different styles of that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then he, this is actually his personal guitar. So I made two of them that were basically, you know, identical ish anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and that one he picked and the custom shop got it together, I think, because he's probably going to take it out this fall um, when he gets back to the States. 
That would be great. Yeah, I saw on the back of the headstock it says LA Custom Shop, so it's a yep. LA Custom Shop design. Yeah, but that's yeah. I mean, we we got them done. I'm trying to. Uh, everything's backwards on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we barely got them done in time to be able to make Nam. I wasn't sure it was actually going to make it, uh, and so it went to LA rather than heading back over to Japan to get finished, just so that they could get it done in time for the show. Uh-huh. Great. So proud of it, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What 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 kind of intrigued me when I when I when I um, took a look at the close up is that it's actually is it double dipped because of the the pinstripe. So, um, yeah, like the, so the technique is very different um, from the way you do the old school ones, which I, you know, I can do those too, but I wanted to do something different, right? There's people doing cool old, old school swirls. I wanted to make it new. Um, so the challenge is, is that the way the technique works, it doesn't wrap the back the same way because you're not just, you know, get down in the water and those paints don't just glue on there. It's actually like a, it's a chemical process. I have somewhat of a background in organic chemistry. And so that's what led me down the path of being able to get this to work properly. But um, Steve wanted the back to be as vibrant as the front. And so it took a few iterations of trying some things, but essentially, yeah, I, I painted twice. And then hmm. I put that, that pinstripe actually glows in the dark, um, which I'll <laughs> probably never do again, <laughs> unless Ibanez wants a whole shitload of these things. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's challenging because the the glow in the dark paints aren't opaque, right? So traditional pinstriping is, you know, designed to cover a seam. Uh -huh. um, you know, a non-opaque paint won't cover a seam. So literally, it's a it's a hell of a process to get it <laughs> to, to to do that. But I just thought the effect was so cool. And now when it go when it glows in the dark, the pinstripe glows orange, and the rest of it's glowing green. And wow. um, you know, it really takes it over the top. That is amazing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Steve liked what I had done on that one. I did a couple of iterations of it, just kind of testing some stuff out, and that's that's what we landed on. So, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what an amazing experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that must be the, the coolest thing on on planet Earth to be able to work with one of the musicians that you admire and you've listened to for for ages, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it uh, the whole experience has been unique from the get. Um, You know, he, Steve's been the nicest guy in the world, but Steve and Joe both, honestly, like mm -hmm. Joe, Joe's gone out of his way to just be a really sweetheart of a dude. And, you know, it's not like we all know each other and it's not like my relationship with Carrie King directly feeds me into any of that stuff. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, they're very different crowds and um, yeah, but both of those guys have been sweethearts and super supportive. And I mean, and I've loved them since I was a little kid. Great. Can we can we also share a couple images of the the Satriani model that you did for Joe? I just sent it to. Is that the first? Yeah, where you want them? Uh, um, what's that? Yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about it. Was that for some sort of uh, uh, fundraiser? So here, I'll send you the pictures right now, Dan, and you I can think put them up. I I have some already. Um, I'm about to put one online. Oh, there do you? Okay, cool. There's one there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I had actually painted this. And it's a JS-1000 um, with the uh, proper bridge, right? Because the JS-1000 had the, uh, the crappier bridge for a little while, whatever. Um, so I scored this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had shot a picture to Joe and was like, yo, you know, when you're in town one day, um, 
you know, maybe you'll swing by like on tour or I'll bring it down to the show and, you know, you can doodle on the back. And he was like, that sounds like a plan. And so I hit him up a few weeks later and was like, you know, seeing as you didn't completely shit on that idea, um, <laughs> what do you think about painting the back and let's, let's um, auction it for a charity? And Great. he was like, man, I love that idea. Um, and so he um, uh, basically, I got it to him and then he turned that around in like two days and shot me a message and was like, yo, uh, it's done. Like, I just got to let it cure and then, um, send it over. So yeah, he literally the back of that thing, he did the whole back in black and then did the little stars and everything. And then drew the guys over mm. it. Like, I mean, Joe spent as much time, like more time on that, I would say than maybe even the art guitars. Like he went to town. He's like, dude, I love this idea. And so I don't know what the charity we're going to do yet. Um, we still got to pick one, but I'll get mm. it finished as soon as I'm back from this conference and, and get it built up. Those are all black light paints and stuff, obviously, too. And what's really cool is Joe used black light reactive fluorescence on the back, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So all those guys like react. Yeah. And I didn't even notice until the other day I was in there, like, you know, black lighting a bunch of stuff, just watching it glow and saw the back of that. And I was like, no shit, Joe, hook it up. <laughs> When did you come up with the idea of the black light reactive colors? It's something that hasn't been done too much in the guitar realm, right? So um, that actually came from slayer tour kind of is that like so you couldn't so i had never so i i tech for carrie and that was a whole other weird story and situation because it's not like i was ever really a guitar tech before but i spent three years out there with them and then i still work with king now um mm -hmm. but while we were out there like you know you couldn't um like you couldn't wear certain clothes because they would go neon under all those lights right uh -huh. so you, so none of the techs can wear white right and so uh so Warren Lee, who was stage right, used to just give me tons of shit because I didn't have the right clothes the first year I was out there, right? I mean, like, dude, I've never been a guitar tech before. I just ended up as Carrie's guitar tech all of a sudden in a weird way. <laughs> so I noticed everything would react, right, based on just the regular stage lights. So as soon as I started painting, I was like, well, dude, I got to get fluorescent paints because, you know, versus 30 years ago when there wasn't a bunch of UV protectants in the clear coats, you know, fluorescence would fade almost as soon as you took them outside. But nowadays they're resilient right unless you're going to leave it sitting on a stage you know in the afternoon sun with it blinding in so so yeah and i'm a dork for that kind of stuff despite <laughs> being slayer's tech right like everything's as bright and obnoxious as it could possibly be <laughs> carrie uh carrie goofs on it like i actually i painted one for carrie he's gonna show it off in a video that he's gonna release later this summer um, right, okay. But I was goofing with him that, dude, I'm going to hide some uh, UV shit up in there. So that, like, you don't even know until you walk out on stage, you're going to look down and be like, God damn it. <laughs> I love that. He, he's fun to fuck with like that. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I'll, I'll control my language. No, I think it's acceptable when you're talking about Kerry King. Yeah. I, I love how, David, I love how how your your face just lights up when you're talking about this. I can I can tell you have a genuine passion and a schoolboy kind of dorkiness uh, for this this what oh, you're man. doing. It, it it really is. So I remember Andy when when the first guitar popped up, you had said, "Huh, I wonder what the business model is here, right? Like he's just making expensive guitars and sending them to people." <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking I was like, "No, it's a great point because there is no real business model here. <laughs> like, I'm just sort of doing it because I love it, man. Like, I've been, you know, I've been playing. So I have a degree in classical guitar. I've played since I was 12. Um, you know, I've loved Ibanez's since I was a little kid. I could never afford those swirly guitars, and then they just gotten insanely more expensive, right? So, um, 
you know, and I don't have any kids. I kind of look at this as, you know, a legacy thing I could leave behind. I love guitars so much that if I have a guitar 40 years from now that's sitting in somebody's house that they love as much as I love these things, then, you know, mission accomplishment, that's the business plan. <laughs> like, literally, there is yeah. no real plan. I don't care about the dough, really. Like, Steve has wanted to pay me for a few of them, and I'm like, dude, your money's no good here. Like, if you want anything... <laughs> I'll trade, right? Like I'll always accept a trade from Mr. Steve Vai. But other than that, I'm like, you know, dude, you know, you've given so much to me and everybody else. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, I mean, I saw Jen was on and I, I, uh, I mean, Jen's awesome. I made one for her too. She was the coolest. Like we went through some design stuff together. I mean, she, she was rad. Like it truly, the whole thing has been amazing. And then to have a guitar at Nam, right? <laughs> like it's like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> the whole thing is just absurd. Um, Real. You know, and they're staying, you know, they're staying quiet about, um, you know, that nothing's set in stone yet. I, you know, folks have been blowing me up asking for volume and I, I'm, you know, I'm like, guys, I, I just make them pretty when they come here. Um, they've, there's, there is no volume yet, but I think that they were, uh, gauging from the show response, whether or not it was going to be something that they did. And, uh, you know, I, I asked around everybody, I mean, there's definitely a handful of people that hate them. Right. But it's like, it's the most obnoxious guitar in the world. Of course, there's not going to be like, it's not for everybody. Um, what's cool about the technique though, right? Is it's like, I can make them, I can make them look like anything, right? As long as you yeah. like a painted guitar, there's almost kind of sky's the limit. Um, you know, I've started playing with doing some in like inset racing stripes and doing all different, you know, there's just a lot that could be done. Um, Tosin actually hit, hit me up and wanted me to talk about doing a run for a bossy. So I swung by their booth and kind of looked at those really weird shapes. And it's like, all right, there's some cool stuff we could do just by, you know, only doing the art on a certain part of it. Right. Or yeah. um, another idea I'm thinking of not to be spilling the beans, but, you know, the, uh, you know, the coffee cups that basically have a message after you warm yeah. them up. And, you know, and so it's like a, it, that's a black thermochromatic paint. So I was oh. thinking about doing one in black, but as it gets warm and you're playing it, then the all the art starts to reveal itself. Right. Like nice. it could be cool. That is cool. I love that. I love those cars that you got. You know, when I was a kid, you have cars that would, you know glow when you got that warm. I don't know why that yeah. worked actually, but yeah, uh, on a guitar that'd be amazing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, David, can I ask a question about the painting process? Like for me, as a, a, a if I pick up a paintbrush, you know, things explode, so I, I tend to stay away from them. But is it easy to plan the final look? Like when when you do it, because to me it looks so. Random. So on the the old style swirls, it's much harder to control. It's, it's why it's, you know, kind of just big nebulous sort of swirly shapes. Um, in this, I'm doing, like, I, I'm doing the art on the water, and then I transfer that art. That's why I kind of call it a print more than a dip, because it's it's like I've designed each, I don't, I don't have the best, like, if you haven't seen how the other technique works, it's a little bit hard to explain. With the other technique, you're basically just keep loading in paint and you're dipping and there's a certain point where you can kind of clear the water and then start fresh. This is more like every single time I'm doing it is a fresh paint job. And then I print the backs, I have to seal the backs, rinse everything, get it all prepped again, mask the back, which is scary as balls right that you got all this artwork and then you're putting tape all over the whole thing it's like holy shit this is gonna fail and um and so then i print the back i seal all that and then we tape all that off mask everything and then print the fronts and mm -hmm. it's a uh i mean it's a heck of a process right there's about as an example i could do about 30 to 40 of the old school swirls in a day um and these 
uh, these are about 10 to 15 hours per guitar and they take about a week to go through the whole process. Okay. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not full time every day, right? It's a couple hours now and then it's got to sit and then it's another couple hours, but it's a, it's an, a lengthy process to mm. do them. I, but I mean, they're just so fucking cool looking. <laughs> I just had to do it, right? Like I just, yeah. I wanted there to be a new kind of cool swirl out there because I just love the old ones so much that, hmm. you know, I just wanted to do something neat and new. I think what yeah. you've done is, like, you, you said the word obnoxious, which it truly is, but... <laughs> In a and I mean that in a positive way because it's not half-assed. It's not like oh, this. You're really polarizing people then. And Dan and I often talk about the fact that things should polarize. And anything that people say, ah, it's okay, then it's a failure in my eyes. It has to be yeah. either love or hate. And yeah, when you said there's a small handful of people that find that obnoxious, I think it's quite a big handful of people. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure they they just don't chime in as much, right? Like no, like a lot of the people that just despise it will just you know move on and not actually exactly. comment, right? And, yeah. But uh, people, yeah, the people that must have seen that the at the show must have been like over the moon with it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No. Yep. Oh yeah, it was drawing some crowds and um, you know a lot of people taking pictures and video. I was trying to kind of hang back a little bit and see if anybody threw up in their mouth a little bit when they were looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we we have a video Dan that you sent me. Um, yep, would yep. now be we, is there is there audio with it or? Uh, not, not nothing we need to hear so um there's a video i'll just play it and see what happens i haven't seen I think, it so if yeah. anything goes wrong it's dan's fault you know if there's like, right. boobies in it or something Okay, well, obviously it was all fat because it, someone shot it in, in portrait and it went to landscape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can get a little closer look at what was going on there. Uh, and also the noise of Nam. I miss that noise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it was definitely a lot smaller. I actually picked up a cool guitar too. I'll, I'll contribute to the Nam gear thing. I oh, actually please. bought a little uh, sort of travel guitar thing while I was there. Here, check it out. Yeah, please. So right before I was leaving, because I didn't have a guitar out here, I knew I was coming to another conference for a you know, week, basically. This conference is way too long. Um, but so I swing by this, and this guy, so he's got ones with like Seymour's and stuff in them, but it's, you know, it tunes on the bottom. There's a little tiny headstock, so it can actually <laughs> still hang on a normal guitar hanger. Wow. Um, but you strap it on, and it actually, I mean, it plays great. Stainless frets on it. He used this little switching system here to be able to turn the pickups on and off. So there's no regular switch tone on the the bottom and then volume on the top. Um, but I got it as just a little ripper to play while I was out on the road. And the thing can actually go under the seat. And the at least the airline let me get away with, you know, having it sticking out just a little bit from under the seat. And I was like, oh, dude, this is, yeah, done. It was like Oz Guitar Works or something. So he uses a, uh, it's a chip inside of there. Hence the dip switches basically to turn the pickups on and off. Oh, wow. um, okay. So he's got like a chipset in it that everything just wires into the chipset and, but it rips. So what was the name of the brand? One more time. Oz guitar works. I think it's OzGuitarWorks.com. but I found I've, him the last I've day. Heard of that. And then I was, I was like, yo, can I just buy it and take <laughs> it with me now? And he was like, he was like, when are you leaving? And I was like, dude, I got to be out of here at two. And they were running to like six or something. And I could tell he didn't want to. And I, was, I went back over and I was like, look, man, like I don't have another guitar to play. Like I want to rip on this thing because every other travel guitar here doesn't really work for what I'm trying to be able to do with it. And, uh, you know, so he hooked me up. Pretty cool. That's sweet. Yeah. I've just seen, 
I've just seen some pictures of on the on the website right now, and that whole pickup thing remo removes. Is that correct? No, <laughs> I don't know. Does it? According, I've <laughs> just so, that's cool. I've just features, hang on, I'll, yeah. I'll put them on screen. Um, where is it? Come on. Uh, uh, there we go. I've just been on the website. It is OzGuitarWorks.com. And if I put this image up there, downloads, and then there we go. There it's loading up. There, have a look at that, David. Whoa, Dude, that's cool. So you can just swap them out. So it's a guitar body so with a neck on it. Humbuckers. Exactly. Huh. Well, all does right. That, does I that look know. like it works on yours? Like, is the whole thing, yeah. has it got some screws on the back? Yeah, I bet you when you open it up here, it probably drops those other couple little bolts, and then the whole front Sweet. drops out. Sweet. From awesome. both a, a player point of view and a manufacturing point of view, that's fantastic. Yeah, pretty cool. The guy's up here in the Bay Area in California. Um, he said he's a couple hours outside of San Francisco, but he, uh, yeah, he was a good dude. I had his wife, and he gave me a big hug, you know, like, you know, I it was kind of neat in the sense of, like you were saying, the smaller vendors, I think, had a chance to come out and do their thing. You know, I thought it was it, the last day I kind of ran out of time, but the uh, I thought it was would be funny to roll around and take pictures of the worst ideas that were there at NAMM um, because there were some bad ones, dude. Like there was one in particular. Oh, shit. And I don't know the company's name, so I don't need to I, I can't I won't call them out directly. But conceptually. Anybody in the chat too, y'all tell me if you see any value in this whatsoever, because this is not only just an idea. This was an idea that was taken to concept fruition and paid for a NAM booth, right? So, so somebody has these things hanging up somewhere. So concept, um, you have your guitars hanging on the wall. All right. And for some reason, you want them protected while they hang on the wall. So they had a large plastic container like you would put around a dress right you know what i'm talking about like a fancy dress that has mm -hmm. its own little wrapper right yeah. so it's a wrapper that goes around your hanging guitar patterns and shit on the you know on the the wrapper so that you know it would be visually appealing i don't know and then <laughs> and then there was a window because you want to see your guitar hanging right because why the hell are you hanging your guitar if you don't want to look at it but the window is just a little rectangle <laughs> that only shows the fingerboard and the pickups <laughs> and so i sat there for a minute and i was like yo like my manager was there with me uh mike latronico he uh he actually was slayer's tour manager and stuff and so he he came with me and uh and i was looking at it, i was like dude at what point do you not just put it in the fucking case yeah. <laughs> right like <laughs> like isn't that what cases are for like who does who does this i seriously went back the next day and looked for their booth and yeah. I couldn't find it again, which is possible because I was just, it may have been in another section. And I, yeah. I was joking with Mike and I was like, yo, it's because they realized what a horrible fucking idea this was. <laughs> <laughs> right? and, and they just got out of Dodds, right? I was Because like, I wanted them to pitch me, right? I was like, dude, like, I exactly. walked up in that booth yeah. and let them pitch, right? Because maybe there's a reason I'm not seeing here. I only got 40, 50 guitars at the house. Most of them are hanging up. Yeah. never seen a need for such a thing <laughs> like, but maybe <laughs> maybe somebody really wants this like it was amazing that was I, it was i need to see this the worst idea there did you take photos is there photographic evidence i didn't i, I missed that one no ah oh, come on <laughs> I, are you sure it's real or was it some sort of it was real i didn't <laughs> i did not i did not just imagine it 
I was completely sober. <laughs> like it was, it was there in front of me. I think so, you know, we had hit the whole floor over where the lighting and all that stuff was. I think they may have been in one of those other sections is why I couldn't find them the next day. Cause I was over in kind of guitar world, but yeah, yeah. yeah it was, we absurd. have, we have 72 people in the chat right now. That's 72 potential Google geniuses. Um, someone needs to find this on Google before the end of this conversation <laughs> in about 20 minutes. So, so please, please find, Oh, Oh no! Oh no! No, they haven't found it. Valeria found something, but it's it's not what we're looking for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh but it's, it's it's equally it's so... as bad. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Show it, show it. I'm not looking um, at that link. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, that, I'm going to have to. That's pretty bad. It's from, but it's uh, actually from Gator, so there has to be from, a, yeah. a sales point, right? Oh, this Just, this there's a whole so world of of things that we've missed at Nam it, and it on Amazon. So Look at this. You don't you don't want that. I would be so oh. afraid that it kind of you know gives so a little bit of a bad. crack. Yeah, that's that's bad. This was actually worse. Okay. <laughs> like, like I could see that theoretically. I still don't know why the hell you would use that. No, <laughs> I know. I mean that's that's for hiding something that you don't want to be found. That's you know what you're missing there, bro. Is the window. Like, what is a bag without the window? <laughs> a ludicrous, ludicrously small window is where it's at. Uh, Valeria promises that she's going to find it or she's working on it. Um, Who's dead right? It was a dry cleaning bag. It was like literally a dry cleaning bag yeah. with a picture or with, with a print on it and then a small window to only see the pickups in the fingerboard. But there's really, there's really no point because you know usually when you purchase a new guitar they always come in those white kind of guitar condoms that you can that you need to yeah remove anyway so I don't really see a point why you would need that literally the reason you have it on the wall is so you can look at it and you can run out sure. and grab it really quickly and play it Absolutely. it literally defeated both of those purposes <laughs> like it's it's like the only reason to have it on the wall you just shit all over that I don't know why I would ever buy this product. <laughs> I don't. Know, maybe you're painting your apartment. You want to make sure that it's you know safe. I, yeah. I'm oh, that's true. Valid. <laughs> but anyways, maybe I mean, high humidity. It seems like it would hold the humidity in. Yeah. Right. So definitely. I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it can't yeah. be good. Um, <laughs> but I, I've never been so excited about a, a nam <laughs> about something I might hate. And there was a so there was another one in the boutique area that at first I was like, man, that's a horrible idea. And then we actually went and let him pitch us. It had some cool features. So I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it was like basically a piece of sheet metal that was just in a U shape. And that made the guitar body. I may actually have a picture of this one. Um, and, and at first I was like, man, like that's really ugly. <laughs> and it's not gorgeous. Okay. Right? okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that. It's very well. odd looking. Uh, it's got a, a wooden bridge. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen yeah, those before. So we, the, we talked about those before on the show. They look super interesting. The coolest part of it, the cool part of it is those pickups are magnetic and they you can move them around. So oh, if wow. you want a neck pickup, you just slide it up into the neck. And I was like, all right, this thing just got a lot fucking cooler. Like it, yeah. it turned into a weird, you know, kind of, it was like a piece of furniture or something or like a, you know, a design study, it seemed like. And then it, and then when he actually showed it to me, I was like, all right, you sold me. Like this thing's pretty cool. I, I would never play it. But yeah. still a super neat idea and, you know, deserved its place in the in the boutique area. And then the other thing I thought was probably the coolest is uh, G&G, &G, man. That uh, Giulio Negrini guitars, those things are amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, the fit and finish and, like, everything about what he was doing was like, yeah, this guy, 
this guy ain't messing around. You know, both of the instruments that he brought to the show sold. And I kept going back to see if the six string, you know, maybe the guy backed out of the seven grand or whatever he was paying for it. Cause I was going to walk with that one. All right. Okay. Wow. I saw them in, yeah, in Italy, nice. the show there. I didn't, I didn't pick one up. It wasn't my thing. Um, and I wouldn't be able to, to help anyone sell that or, or at least review it, but, but I could see that it were no, no, it's a weird boutique thing, right? Like it's a piece yeah. of art as much as it is anything else. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, um, but I'd play them. I play ridiculously expensive guitars and beat the crap out of them whenever possible. <laughs> I had a 64, I had a mint condition 64 strap. First thing I did with it was make the trim float and wow, wow, and slam that thing back. <laughs> that absolutely answers my question that I, I wanted to come up with. Like you did already purchase some, some, some older kind of vintage Ibanez instruments and kind of refinish them. Like, is there a point where or is there any guitar that you wouldn't dare to refinish? Or is it just something where you say, I can just make that thing look even more gorgeous than it is now? Um, I mean, I wouldn't do it. So I did refinish a couple of original swirls, but the finish was failing on them. Um, okay. And so it wasn't, you know, and I could make it better because it's a swirly guitar and it, you know, it, it just works kind of in the same theme. I don't think I would tear apart a vintage Strat or a Gibson or something that's, you know, in the 20, 30 grand range because All of right. what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's that being said, I'll play the crap out of those things because I'm not scared of expensive guitars. I mean, they're there to play. Right. I mean, it's just what they cost. Sure. And if that's yeah. what you want to play, play, play the shit out of them. Right. Like just looking at something, I'll sell it. Exactly. If I'm not mm -hmm. playing it. Um, but as far as messing up something that has vintage value and value because of what it is, I don't, mm -hmm. you know, unless somebody wanted me to paint it and then which case I ain't, I ain't scared. In fact, uh, Steve asked if I would do uh, one of his semi hollow bodies. And I was like, oh, wow. maybe give me a little practice with plugging the F holes and stuff first, just to mm -hmm, make sure yeah. I don't destroy the thing. <laughs> but you know, it, otherwise I'd be all about it. Hmm. You're really um, uh, interesting ideas here. That would be a fancy. You don't see a lot of jazz guitars with that, those kind of swirly finishes. But you see Steve playing that semi-hollow out on the road right now, right? Like I've yep. watched the, the clips from the first couple of shows and he's definitely playing one. So I'm assuming that's what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Dave uh, Wiener asked if I would do an acoustic, which that scared me too. But then I've been researching it a bit and I think I can do it. So I'm going to shoot for... Uh, I'm going to shoot for an acoustic too. See if I can make one for Billy strings or something, right? Like Sweet. Billy, Billy likes drugs and you know, <laughs> my guitars are leaning that direction potentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe you'll dig them. I think if you can do an acoustic, you can do some semi-acoustic. That That's a logical step. Or... Yeah. I'm thinking think a, a balloon. Like if a balloon, you use a balloon mm. and shove it through whatever your plug is, blow mm -hmm. up the balloon so that it's giving pressure on that back end so that when it hits the water, it doesn't push it out. And what the hell, right? Like, I think it'll work. Interesting. I'd, like, they, to, they... I'd like to see you fail because that would be interesting yeah. and then <laughs> succeed. You know, I'd like to see the, that's, that's how the that journey goes, to generally. success. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jen, I mean, Jen literally... sent us some photos, David, of, um, of oh, yeah. the guitar you made for her. So um, oh, yeah. it's, it's here. So oh, this is Jen and hers. That's a good um, one. Look at those colors. They pop. Then we've got this one, which I wish I could oh, zoom in on, awesome. but I, I can't. And then there's that one as well. It's just, it's beautiful, man. Yeah. Truly an honor, ma'am. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to have been able to do that. <laughs> I, love, I love what you've done that on the headstock. I don't think we've talked enough about and the The main focus here is on the bodies, but the headstock work is, that must be, I would say more difficult, or, or at least for me, that's more impressive. 
it's a t- it's it's a taping exercise right i just have to mask a bunch of stuff and but it, they're fun to do um you know i wanted to do the headstocks for the couple of ibanezes but they didn't have the you know the next didn't really exist they made they got those done at the la custom shop but mm-hmm. um yeah i did the headstock for uh steve's purple and pink and black one that i made him last christmas too sweet yeah sweet. yeah it's cool stuff I don't know that I actually said, yeah, yeah. We talked about the, how it came to be with the backs on the backs of gens. We actually just did that black. Um, I've done, uh, there was another one that just popped up on uh, Facebook that I did for a guy. The uh, he had kind of gotten screwed around by somebody that was going to do swirls for him. And um, the guy never did the work and kept the bodies. And basically he had just kind of gotten shafted. So I was like, yeah, dude, just send them and I'll do them. On the back of his, um, there's like a world famous pinstriper not too far from my house. So I took it to her and she like hand pinstriped the back and did one of the little kind of dagger doodle things on the the base of the back. So we've been playing with different styles of backs and, you know, ways to approach it. I mean, again, it's just the most fun thing I've ever done, man. Mm-hmm. Like making guitars all day. One day it'll actually be my job, I think. And, and that'll be all I do. Maybe <laughs> after this computer company sells and makes me a ton of money or something. And I don't have to worry about the cash. <laughs> so, Dan, have you got your phone near the microphone again? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, somebody, I was. I was trying. Somebody to, does. I was. I was trying. I just to moved out. mine away just in case. I've messaged yeah. you on WhatsApp already. I was trying to be polite. I'm sorry. But was... stop looking on Guitar Tinder when you're on no. the show. Okay. I just. <laughs> I just wanted to check uh, because uh, Dave also did a, a super cool one for Yvette Young, that looked very like like marble frog. kind of froggy. Yeah, the froggy one. Maybe you can yeah. pull, pull an image off this one. I love that so much. It's, it's, I will it's do my such, best. It has such a different. Yeah, that one was like a. She wanted it, you know, to look like. She actually sent me a bunch of pictures of things that she wanted to look like, and it was different pieces of stone and marble and stuff. So that one was tough. That was like a, I think, fifth times the charm sort of thing. Like I painted right. that one a bunch, okay. and because that's the other thing, right? I want them. I want them to be perfect, right? Like I, as perfect as I, you know, at least in my eyes, and I can always find a flaw or two, but the you know i i'm obsessive about making it exactly the way that i want it to be mm-hmm. and so honestly if i if i paint one and i'm not happy with it i wipe that thing down mm-hmm. and you know do it all over again and bust out the sandpaper oh, reset yeah. it and you know oh yeah there it is yeah that one was cool too because so she, those are her new signature demarzios and so um the routing on that was for a bunch of lipsticks and that's one of the ash body old vintage tallmans Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually had to do some unique routing on that middle pickup to be able to even get the DiMarzios to fit into place. <laughs> and then it uses cloth wiring, which is super cool, right? But the way that oh. the switching system was built, the cloth wiring was too big. And so it was making this little hum because it was getting too close to the shielding on the cavity. Oh, okay. um, so I actually changed to a Shaler super switch that comes in from the side and it fixed it. But literally it was hours of wiring that thing and like sit there and then plugging it in and getting a hum and i'm just like dear god man kill me and then i realized it was like the <laughs> just the hairline of the wire touching the shielding and it was creating this weird sound and yeah, um yeah. so yeah it, it took a hot minute to be able to get that one together but and then i used um some original uh the uh, green painted knobs from old school ibanez i got a collection of those painted knobs because they're fluorescent too right they use uh-huh. fluorescent paint on those yeah. things I actually still have one of the, uh, I got the original card like the yeah. uh, that they would have at the dealers that have all the colors and stuff on them. <laughs> I scored one of those from the chair and said, Ivan has rules. He charged me an arm and a leg, but I didn't care. It's for the shop, <laughs> right? And it's, 
neon. Speaking speak, <laughs> speak of, speak of rich, I think the the Pia, the 35th anniversary model, already you know, still being displayed a, as a prototype. Dealers were pretty pretty hot in, in actually gauging the interest of consumers. And as you mentioned, Rich, on Ibanez.rules, he has listed the model with a couple of question marks and he says, sold out, comma, probably. <laughs> like yeah, out, somebody sold. hit me uh, right when I was getting here and they were like, Rich said they're already sold out. I was like, Rich doesn't even know how many there are going to be made. Yeah. He's just talking <laughs> shit. But but he called uh, and, and basically like, I mean, if you know, Rich is probably the most critical of all of these kind of guitars. And he hit me after he had seen it and he was like, it's gorgeous. <laughs> he's like, you did it, knocked it out of the park. He's like, the fact that you double dipped it, he's like the glow in the dark pinstripe. He's like, I'll take 50. And I was like, <laughs> I doubt, I doubt you're getting 50, dude. <laughs> but, you know, and Rich, Rich, if he gets 50, you know, he's keeping 30 of them, right? Like he selects yeah. through his favorites and then it'll only sell a handful and then just keeps them in his collection. So I'm going to play if, uh, I'm going to see if I can play a card with Rich and see if I can get one of those Donnie, uh, Donnie Hunt JS3s. And, oh. and because, you know, it, it's like if they really make them and they end up going and if I get my artist picks, you know, he's going to want the artist picks. So that's that's my deal. Like, I at least <laughs> got to be able to pull a JS3 from his, you know, so cold there, dead hands. <laughs> there is a business behind this passion that you have. It's there just you not the same as I, I get it now. It's been great talking to you so far. Now I understand it apart from it's. Yeah, it's just getting what you want rather than financial benefit. I I get it. Oh, yeah. So when Tosin hit me and wanted me to do a couple, I was like, look, man, trades only. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, I, I love what you're doing. You love what I'm doing. Let's end up with a trade here and everything will be peachy. So, you know, yeah. it works. It works out great. Honestly, awesome. you know, if I can, if I could do this all day, you know, every day at some point, I would love to. Hey, you know, how many people buy crazy colored guitars like this? Like, I have no clue. I've been in, like, I actually, my degree is a music degree and I studied some music business and I worked in retail a little bit, but it's like, they're, like you said, Andy, they're polarizing and I can do some that are more docile and some that are not, but I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know how long this kind of thing lasts. I actually started doing a prototype of my own body design. Um, Cause I ended up with a bunch of Steve's old necks. And so, like I have the 24 fret neck from the, the flame guitar um, from, you know, the late eighties. Um, I had a bunch of his, um, I have a bunch of his old gem necks, a bunch of the pyramid necks that were just his old stage necks and stuff. I got them from his old tech. Uh, and so I started building those into some guitars and I was like, you yeah, know, I'm just going to design my own body style. Cause I love old strats, but there's some challenges with them. One, they don't have enough frets, the lower horns too close, but I love the, I love the feel of the body, right? They're super comfortable, especially with that really tight contour that you have on like the late fifties, early sixties strats. And so I kind of took that and then sort of blended some Ibanez Jackson Charvel, uh, put a little handle, you know, behind the, basically just the finger grips, like on Herman's, right? Like mm -hmm. Herman had that Kung Fu grip. I just wanted finger grips on the back. So you can't see them. Cause I don't, it's not for show, right? It's literally, I always grab it by that upper horn. Give me some finger grips back there to make sure it, it holds real well. Right. So I extended that out a little bit. Um, I'm using the hand tongue, uh, the, that guy that makes the all titanium bridges. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I'm, I'm making a handful of those really kind of just for me to use those next. But then I had a bunch of people that were like, I'll take one. And I'm like, what do you mean you'll take one? Like, I, it's not a real company. Right? Like, and, and they don't care. They just want, they want me to paint them. And, you know, it'll be one of 10 or so that I make. So, I, you know, 
we'll see where it evolves to. Yeah. I've run other businesses before and had exits from big companies. Like, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on this because I love it so much, right? Like, I don't want to turn it into something that, you know, that I don't love <laughs> because of, you know, relying on it for, you know, being able to pay my mortgage or something. I, I think yeah. it's right now, it's just so much fun. And, you know, and like, you know, Jen has supported me. I mean, I made one for Mayer. I made one for Bobby Weir, made one for Holt from Exodus, made one for Carrie. Um, I think I'm probably forgetting well, a handful right? of they're on the website. Yeah. Too. You can, you can check those out as well. They are gorgeous. Most of those. I don't think I put uh I don't think I put mayors up there. I try okay. and wait until the artist has actually kind of popped out with it before showing it off. And I'm honestly not sure that mayor ever got his <laughs> because okay. I took it. So it was during the pandemic. It was his and Bobby's birthday or like in the same week and they were in Colorado and I know Bobby's manager. Um, so I just, I had already painted them and I took them down and gave it to Bob Weir's security guy. Bob got his for sure. Whether mayor ever got his, all I was told is, yeah, I got that over to mayor's camp. Well, for anybody in the scene, you may know getting it to their camp is not necessarily getting it to the artist and you never know what the hell happens to it after it just got handed off to some random guy. So yeah, I have no idea what happened to that one, but it was pretty cool. I did it all in the, um, his, uh, Sub whatever rock. that new album is Sub yeah yeah sob rock colors yeah like the pink and baby blue with a little bit of black a little bit of white i even stuck a sticker on it of the uh the nice price thing from the cool you know, the, that music service <laughs> yeah like i found one of those stickers and <laughs> that's fantastic I oh, man, like i really want to see that now i really hope that he did get it um yeah me too i hope, like, it, I, I hope his know, services I, yeah like hopefully he's you know enjoying it at his house i find it unlikely just because i never heard anything back so i assume that guitar is lost in the ether somewhere but bobby's got his because it's popped up at a couple of his shows and stuff and right. um it's over the top obnoxious right like i did his all in red white and blue i tried to make it very grateful dead um it was the first one that i'd actually done like a flower design like uh -huh. a, an extra intentional design on top of the other art um so i think we'll be going you know in that direction a bit too because uh you know there's just there's just a lot to do. And, you know, if I get to do my first run for Steve, like beyond stoked. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would. So I if would, anybody's would, into them, hit your dealers and tell them yeah. you want one of these things, because then, you know, Ibanez will step up and I think we'll, we'll get to make some. I received plenty of messages over the weekend and a lot of, a lot of questions were revolving around, around the fact how the, how the, uh, potential production runs could look like because everyone was expecting okay may, you might have spent like tens of hours just on this prototype alone and they were like yeah but the production model if it ever comes out it probably ain't gonna look like this you know and i was like oh it's well, gonna look exactly like yeah that. yeah I, yeah i told them Check basically out built, yeah so i built my process to where i could i wasn't gonna give anything to steve that i didn't feel like i could do a thousand of mm -hmm. wow. you know because it's like if i you know, if I get the opportunity, I need to be able to actually do them. And so, you know, it's a lot of work, but I'm, I'm stoked to put in the work, man. Like it, they're, they're cool. And if they, and if people love them, like it, seriously, it's, it's a dream come true. Yeah. Amazing. I take it, man. I, I love that you're, you're keeping it. Uh, I don't want to say hobby. That's not fair, but I love that you're keeping it away from your, your bill paying part of your life. So it enables you to uh, keep it very, very passionate. I think that's a really sensible thing. And, it's uh, the only way to to do things right like i mean that's what keeps you driven to i mean i'll i'll spend all weekend every night out in the shop you know when i can sneak away from work during meetings or you know between meetings i'll 
sneak out and blast a couple of coats of clear coat and then go back in and pretend like I'm a smart guy on computer stuff all day. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. <laughs> they know where my passion is too. I actually work for uh, a couple of guys that used to be my employees and they're some of the best computer hackers in the world. And they know that this is, you know, where my heart is, but that I'm smart enough to still pull off the other jobs. So they're willing to keep on paying me to, despite, you know, me spending an hour with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so appreciated because that was so, so much fun to talk about the actual showstopper of NAM this year. And to get a little bit deeper into, you know, I think we, your background with, uh, you know, the chemistry background and also the ideas that go into, into kind of creating those designs and, you know, also a little bit of behind the scenes, you know, how, how Joe, how Steve, how they behave. And I think we already have a show title as well. I think we, we should call this, ep uh, we should call this episode traits only. How's that? <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I like it. I love Great. it. Great. I like it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, seriously, all those, I mean, everybody's been awesome about the whole thing, right? And again, like, there's some, definitely some people that hate on some shit, but, you know, it's not like they're confronting me, telling me how much they despise my work. It's, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. I wish <laughs> like, they I, would. I, 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 was, I wish they would. I was like, actually, I, face to face. I was actually Come stoked on. to start seeing some ne negativity, right? Because most of it has been so positive so far, right? And actually getting it out there on other people's feeds that weren't, you know, a fan of mine or something. It was kind of cool seeing the, like, wow, it's atrocious. Like, and there was a bunch of people that made throw up faces and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's cool to see. Like I wanted some of that. <laughs> it makes it fun. I think yeah, when you have 51% of people that love it and 49% and hate it, I think you've done everything right. Yeah. Right. And I'm not used to that. Right. I was really, so honestly, I was super nervous about the whole event. Right. Like, because I mean, it's a very personal thing in a weird way. And I never thought about it like that, but it's just, you know, I've put the last couple of years of my life it's just all I do, right? If I'm not making money for these guys, like I'm out painting guitars and thinking about ways to make them better and cooler. And, um, you know, that level of exposure is strange for me because I've never been, you know, just sort of out there and in front of everybody. And, um, you know, it, it, I was super nervous. And then when Rich called, it was actually Rich that eased my concerns because it's like, well, that guy's a critical asshole. So maybe, maybe he's cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! I, I totally take, I totally dug the image of you where you were standing with the pee in front of the booth, and you were just like, you know, you look oh, like. Oh yeah, let's, let's show can. that. I, yeah, that's just that, like. I mean, David, I don't know you very well, but to me, that sums up uh, your your personality absolutely. <laughs> and when I was making the thumbnail for this, sadly, this uh, well, it's it's the thumbnail, and it's the one I had to use. But um, yeah, you just look so so happy, and it's a. It would be nice to to end on that to um to bring some joy because uh, I'm doing I'm, I'm going to echo what the people are saying in the chat and that is they would listen to you talk about anything so um, <laughs> absolutely everybody. absolutely lots of love for you. It's in the funny chat. there you know in addition to this pick there's one other pick when I was teching for Kerry King okay and uh, and Mike the tour manager took a picture of it and he was like he was like that's just pure joy right there on your yeah. face and I was like man. It's just such an amazing experience, right? I was just so happy every night. In fact, that was the one thing that Kerry King said as a criticism of me is he was like, he was like, and I heard this from somebody else, right? Like, well, how am I doing, right? Kerry's not super talkative about it. And he was like, well, the only thing he said is that you smile too much. And I was like, well, I'm happier than a pig and shit out there, man. Like, so I'd hand him a guitar and be like, <laughs> and then he would hand off and look at me like <laughs> and so every time. And so after that, I was, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll be super hard when I hand them to him, right? So I'd hand them to him and be like, <laughs> right yeah exactly 
<laughs> we're good friends now, right? So he knows what a geek I am about it. Here, here's another super funny story, and and then uh, and then I'll bail. Um, first night with Kerry King, right? Nobody's trained me for shit except like I convinced him that I could do the job because it's like, dude, like the other guy can't do the punches, like you know, doing your switching during the show. I was like, I can play these songs. I've listened to nothing but you guys since I was like 12 years old, right? So I got this, and so I pulled it off. But the first night, I, I, he walks out. So Carrie's always very mysterious before the show, right? The other guys will be over there on stage, right? And you can see him and people will be like, yo, Tom, right, Gary? Um, King always waits around behind the back of the curtain because when he comes out, right, it's going to be right as the show starts. He's going to lay into it and just get down. So he's back there on the corner. And, and I run back, right? And I'm just like, all right, what's up? Like I hand him his guitar, grab his, his warm-up guitar. And then he puts out his hand. And, uh, and, you know, I look at his hand and I was like, smack. <laughs> and he was like dude pick and i was like oh. ran back over ran back over grabbed the guitar pick was like here you go dude <laughs> and management's like did you just punch his hand before he went out on stage and i was like yeah i didn't know <laughs> it was classic it, it was classic me and carrie have been best friends ever since man. Like, <laughs> i still joke about it i'm like yo you remember me fucking smacking your hand before the show and you needed a guitar pick <laughs> yeah it's, it's absurd i had the most fun with those guys like they you know as hardcore as they are they're genuinely good people <laughs> it, it was so much fun all right and on that note seriously you guys like it's been wonderful have me on anytime. I would love to do any of this anytime. I'll geek out on guitars with y'all any day. Oh, I will. <laughs> I'll create a new show just as an excuse to talk to you. I've I've had so much fun, and that story is my favorite story. I'll say of all time, just because I can't think of anything else. Thank you for making me oh, feel I that emotion. <laughs> if you guys, so I'll tell you the story after. But if you watch the Austin show from 2018, um. There's a point where they're going to do uh, the song called Payback and the song starts to dead silence. It's because I left Carrie unplugged and he literally looks at me and swings the cable at me like a burlesque dancer <laughs> as I'm like, oh, my God. Right? And seriously, I've watched the video a dozen times and, and like it seems like such a gap of time between when I actually switch him, get him plugged back in it. It's absurd. I'll tell you the conclusion of that when we talk again, but you can watch the video. Austin 2018 Slayer. We were at the racetrack and the beginning of payback. <laughs> right. And on that note, gentlemen, everybody, see you guys. Dave, thanks for your time, man. Day. Enjoy your, your, the rest of your conference. Take care. Thanks, Bye. guys. Later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This show was exactly what we needed today. <laughs> I uh, I will I will gladly share with everybody that I was not having a great day today, and Dan and I had a little chat before the show to pep me up and to just make sure that everything was as geeky and normal. I do it again as possible, <laughs> and also, and David, if you if you watch this at some point, I thought, what am I going to talk to a painting guy about? You know how yeah. how is that possibly going to constitute an entire episode? And Dan, I know you'll agree we could have done another hour of that and. I think we only yep. just got underneath the surface, to be honest. Yep. We could have that done was... a double dip episode. Absolutely. But the good thing is maybe, you know, there are so many, we had so many great guests on and I'm looking so much forward to, I think in three weeks we'll, we'll be talking with, with Dave as well. Not in the live show, but at least we'll see him at the concert. And I'm pretty sure that, that uh, uh, Dave Wiener, I'm referring to. Dave Wiener. That, uh, 
David Van Willen will also be on the show at a later point. And I just keep my fingers crossed that this this project comes to fruition. It's it's so cool. I want to see these guitars. You know, I, I'm a I'm a vivid owner and player of my my PMC from back in the day, and they gradually fade. And it would be super cool to see just another you know with the PO with the new model, the new shape, to mm. bring the swirl game back into into mm. the Ivan player's hands, right? It does. I, I love the the combination of the old and the new, and it, it just genuinely works. So yeah. I got to see it one more time. I just, I kind of oh. wish it had the pickups as well. I, I, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure the... there was there was just like rushed because they they wanted to show it. You know, I'm not a complaint. With... I've just, I'd like yeah. to see it with some some fluorescent pickups as well to really finish Ooh, it off. Pickup. But but the real like the real fun part of this guitar is really the back. I like that kind of the, the the fake binding kind of thing. If you look mm. at the seat, do you see mm. that where mm. at the all access neck joint and the lower bout? That's intricate work, and you can, I don't know how many hours they've spent with that one, but wow. I love the way you said the all-access neck joint. It just rolls off your tongue. Like the, a normal person would have said just at the neck joint, when you say the all-access neck joint. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thinking A-A-N-J, but I say all-access neck joint. Yeah, that's just like the beauty of working in the Ibanez realm. <laughs> Absolutely the opposite of a criticism. Absolutely a, a compliment that just made me <laughs> laugh. <sighs> All right. They get their they get their money's worth out of you, my friend. They really do, and Thank and you. I hope they know it. <laughs> I'm sure so. they do. Well, um, right. we we could continue talking, but we should probably end. We've also never had a guest just up and leave. <laughs> right, see ya. I'm going to rock your world. Then I'm going to leave. Bye. That's never happened. No. <laughs> but, I mean, he was he was he was basically at work, so it was so cool for from him to just jump in. You know, he was yeah. he was telling me this morning, literally, he was telling me, you know, I'm, I'm going to quit my meetings at eleven thirty, you know, Kelly time, and I'm I'm going to join at around twelve. I was like, okay, if you can do that, <laughs> it's just he's such a cool dude. Well, <sighs> um, who? As we're yep. still here, right, and the guest is gone, and it's yep. our show, we can continue talking. And if you know, there's still some people watching, so if you don't mind, we could do some Obi Wan chat. Yes, please. Valeria was actually asking for that, so she's 100 percent right. Let's do Obi Wan. Can I just say what my what my son calls Obi Wan Kenobi? Please go. Yeah. He said he calls him Obi Wobi Nobi. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Daddy, Did yeah, I... is that Obi Wobi Nobi? <laughs> Obi Wobi Nobi. That's so cute. Yes, it is, son. Oh, I thought it was, yes. <laughs> is, is, so, he, is he allowed? Is he allowed to watch the show? He has not watched any of the Obi Wobi Nobis. Um okay. but he, he has watched uh well both children I should say have watched the original trilogy and episode one. Uh okay. And what was sorry, I know we're not doing Obi Wobi Nobi talk, but what was super interesting <laughs> is they did not like episode one. I didn't I did I gave them no sort of pre talk and I did not influence them. But they I could lit, I could see them having coming off the original trilogy go, What is this shit? You know, okay. like like it was if it was trying to be forced down their throats to buy a Jar Jar Binks toy. And and I actually quite like episode one, but since having rewatched it recently, my memories of episode one were far fonder than actually watching a movie about trade agreements. Oh, huh. did they didn't even like Darth Maul? Everyone loved Darth Maul. Loved Darth Maul. Everyone loves Darth Maul. Yeah, okay. Uh, my boy couldn't get enough of him. Daughter slightly scared by him. Okay. Uh, chopping people in half. Best Excellent. thing in the world, of course. 
excellent. Um, yeah, but anyway, Obi 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 Wan, Dan, please. Great. I, I just I just introduced my older daughter to to everything, and she absolutely loves it and likes to build Lego with me. And she's a little bit afraid of of Vader, and so she hasn't really watched the the movies. She but bloody should some, be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry. especially with the new sorry episode. for the language, Valeria. Sorry. Yeah, Valeria's just. <laughs> But it comes the fun part. So she starts not because she's afraid of it, but she she refers to herself as Leia, and she calls me Darth Vader, and my younger daughter she calls Luke. And guess how she calls my wife, her mother. Padme. Imperator. <laughs> Imperator. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And she does that on a regular basis whenever we are playing some sort of Star Wars. She would just drop by. Oh, the Imperator's coming. Hide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm losing my mind. Everything like it's just so hilarious. I, I, we've not met your wife and I, but I'm sure she's absolutely lovely. We've met on on video chat, yeah, and okay. um, I'm sure she's not even slightly no Palpatineish. No, she's not Palpatineish at all. No. There might be some 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 tendencies every now and then, but not at all. No. Right. We still have not talked about the Obi Wan show. All We've right. danced around it. Um, right. We're not going to do any spoilers, are we? But no, are we? Oh, well, no, we're not doing any spoilers. We, we, you have kind of spoilers. We talk about episode all right. Three. This is your spoiler warning. We have watched all episodes up until episode three and episode four. As if you're listening to this later, then it's yesterday. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we, we're not talking about episode four. <clears throat> we haven't seen episode four because anyway, we haven't seen yeah. it yeah uh best vader ever right best vader ever fear darkness the speed at which he moves is perfect continue because i'll just talk yeah. over you yeah it was like i was when we talked previously to show i, I told you that I, I thought it was a little bit of marketing blah blah when when you mcgregor said that he was actually uh, frightened by the sheer appearance of uh, of Hayden Christensen as as uh, Darth Vader, but holy shit! When in Episode Three, when when Obi Wan is kind of escaping from Vader, and he you know everything is so so dark with a very subtle light come coming in, and then he ignites his lightsaber, and then Vader shows up. I was fr- I was oh, I had like goosebumps, and I was so frightened just from that that very moment. Not because you know I'm. I'm afraid of Vader itself, but that moment, you know, I could, I could totally see myself walking around, and then all of a sudden that big creature comes up and he likes a lightsaber and he wants to kill you and chop your head off and everything. I was like, wow, intimidating. That was that was great. So literally, to me, that's the best Vader sequence ever we've ever seen so far. And even if we should, even if this would have been the highlight of the show, even if it's if it becomes the 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 Riva show from here and it goes downhill. It was still worthwhile watching because this is a sequence. I think I've watched it like five times already. Just this particular 10-minute 10, 10 sequence. Oh, boy, that's so good. Holy crap. I, I think that if you watch the original trilogy, um, there's there's sometimes there's a comic element to Vader because they don't quite, you know, because it's the late 70s or, or the 80s. Yeah, the walking there's, style there's, and everything. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes comical. And also David Prowse, you know, he, he did a great job and there's no knocking him, but he was not a trained actor by far and mm-hmm. so some of the arm movements and stuff is, is a bit weird and obviously they since since star wars became so big when they knew they were doing a show with it in they were going to absolutely nail it or not do it 
and um, they must have paid so much attention to exactly all the little intricacies, and it, it shows. Um, I do have a, a an awful moment of Obi Wan so far, and that is Leia running through the forest, <laughs> and the baddies not being able to catch it. The bounty hunters, I should say, getting confused by a tree branch. There's a part yeah. where a guy cannot catch a little girl because there's a tree branch. That is, yeah. it is one of the most ridiculous things I have ever seen on TV. It is infuriating. You're right, but on the other hand, I mean, there were so many, so many, you know, unrealistic things that this didn't really come to me as a surprise. I was more surprised by the fact that we both, independently from each other, immediately knew that it was Flea when we saw the back of the head. <laughs> the back of the head. Yeah, I, I texted you like, "That's Flea. I've paused it. That's Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers." Yeah, and and I you responded know. with the same thing. Yeah. How, how can we recognize a bass player, a bass player of all people, a bass playing <laughs> actor? Um, I mean, he scared me in Back to the Future too as Needles. He, he genuinely, I was quite young when I watched that for the first time, and he, his anger and his intensity scared me. Yeah. And then he's he's a little bit more chilled out, his character in, in Obi-Wan. Yeah. But just what a... He was able to not be flea. You know, he, his acting was great. Not not that I'm one to criticize someone's acting, but he just sort of, it was very believable. It was like, oh, there's flea. Okay, actually, it's just a, a bounty hunter that looks like flea. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was great. Yeah, he, he did fit well. I, that was a cameo that was appreciated. It didn't feel mm. weird. Didn't feel stuffed down my throat, and not it all. came and went with nothing but pleasure. All right. Question: What do you think? How or how would you like the the show to continue? This you, show you, or yeah, Obi Wan? No, not the guitar stories. The the Obi Wan <laughs> show. Like, what kind of arc did you want to see being kind of? Pursued? Um, I mean, obviously, we've got a very weak Obi Wan right now, so mm -hmm. there has to be some bridging the gap between this and what we know of Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. uh, I want more Vader. I absolutely, I, I, I agree with you. I'd be happy if that was the highlight, but I want more Vader. I want to see, I want to see Hayden Christensen outside of the mask. You know, I want to see some some sort of stuff that we saw when when Vader dies in the original trilogy. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> forty years or forty year warning. Spoiler warning. Uh, yeah, I want to see more. I want to uh, weirdly. I want to. I just want more Vader. That's that's my yeah. my only answer I can give you there. Okay. Okay. I'm interested in building up the other characters, the the subplots, and and I'm enjoying Leia, the character. I'm enjoying yep. the, the the little girl that's playing her. I think she's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, but I could do with all that if I got some more Vader, a little bit of um, Obi Wan getting his mojo back, and then a. We know that no one's going to die because of obviously you know, the original trilogy. We know that there's going to be no big showdown where somebody croaks it. However, I'd like to see another battle. I'd like to see the you know where their skills are a little bit more matched. I would love. I don't think this is going to happen. I would love to see a Qui Gon Jinn ghost, uh, a little bit of Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's mm -hmm. um, in the house. I really don't think that's going to happen because Liam Neeson said he'd love to come back, but not in a TV show, as far as I recall. Uh, but yeah, that would be brilliant just to see a bit By of the a way, Force Ghost. As we talk about him, Liam Neeson turned seventy today. Steve Vai's birthday today? Nope, yesterday, six six of June. six. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, that was just sorry. Yesterday and today have kind of melted into one for me. So yeah, okay. 
okay. Yeah, but 70, yeah. Uh, I, w- I would love to see him as a Force Ghost. I mean, Qui-Gon, besides Staff Maul, was probably one of the biggest assets of, of Episode 1. Truly. Yeah. Misa, agree. <laughs> oh no, don't get me started. Oh, oh yeah, I'd like to see some Jar Jar Binks, please. I'd love to see Darth Binks in the show. <laughs> That's what I'd like to see most of all. Oh, Darth Binks. Huh. That would actually Darth be interesting. Binks. Yeah. I, I would I would love to see less not less Reva, but I don't want I would like to see the show not turn into the Reva show. Yeah. Because I actually like the character. I like how much I despise her. I love the yeah. acting is great, but the character itself, oh I hate her. Absolutely yeah. hate her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off so, my screen because I love it when actor makes me feel, feel like that because I forget yeah. that it's acting. I'm like, oh, I, I can't stand that person. And then I remember, yeah. oh, yeah, that's a person pretending. <laughs> Whereas people watching this right now, if you don't like us, this, this is really us right now. There's, there's yeah. no filter. No filter at all. <laughs> this is um, not yes. even visual filter, not at all. No, zero. No. It's all my no. own skin. Yeah. But Vader, I want to see more Vader fights. And I don't know, character wise, maybe. Cal hmm. Castiz from Fallen Order, that would be nice. Some sort of red-haired boy that Obi Wan is running into or something. That'd yeah, cool. I saw some 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 fan art that could have that yeah. sort of alluded to that. Yeah, I think the whole the whole Order sixty six is something that is so such a landmark thing happening in in the Star Wars universe, and we've only see some some tidbits of it, but kind of rediscovering that stuff and you know being that stuff presented in a more intense way you know that's a little bit more even more convincing than just the brief sequences from from the from the uh the prequel trilogy that would be pretty cool so and also we Jason, saw that with with the very beginning with the opening sequence of obi-wan episode one so that would be cool mm-hmm. to see some more stuff yeah Jason Welsh has just said in the chat that Obi-Wan can still wreck Vader's cyber limbs in another battle. That would be cool, just to get him down to just the body one more time. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't see it happening, but he's quite right that it could happen. Mm. I was already surprised um, that the, 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 the fire a bit, you know, that Obi-Wan was being burned because cause I thought it was on his face. I want to know, how, how, how was he that close to that fire and yet he only got burned on his shoulder kind of area because he was proper in that flame. And surely, mm-hmm. as yeah, that was beaut- weird, right? beautiful as he is, Ewan McGregor should have had some, some less beautiful beard and face action going on there. Mm. Hmm. I felt let down there. Obi Wan is, is is great. Ewan McGregor is, is such a great actor. Those small sequences where there's True. even no no music, you know, when he when he thinks about Vader still being alive, and it, that just transports so much emotion to me. I don't know if I just interpret too much, but I think he's he's doing. I just a think great you love Ewan McGregor too much. I think so. I'm gay for Gregor. Gay for Gregor McGregor. Well, gay for Obi Wobi. Obi Wobi Novi. Obi-Wobi Actually, um, as we're just talking now and no one's watching, you know, because it was just me and Dan. Um, <laughs> if it weren't for Long Way Round, which is the TV show that, where Ewan McGregor and Charlie Booth. Charlie Booth? No, Charlie. What is Charlie's name? Charlie Booth is a singer, right? Yeah, it's not Charlie Booth. What is Charlie? Oh, my God. I feel terrible. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Charlie... Charlie Borman. Okay, I got the first two okay. right. Uh, Ewan's friend. They did a trip around the world um, and on motorcycles. 
And after watching that was when my friend and I realized that we could travel Europe and, and play music on the streets. And that's you know how I ended up kind of here. So without that TV show, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Oh. Which I know is a is a, a long stretch of mini stories, but yeah, that's that's how much I love you, McGregor, is that he made me leave my own country. Wow, that's a statement. I think yeah. there's nothing you can, you can Also that boy can that. sing. Yeah, okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Very right. good. And he was Lumiere in the Beauty and the Beast uh, remake. He's pretty good in that as well. <laughs> I'd like to say I watched that with my kids. I didn't. I watched it alone. <laughs> with the lights out. And my Ewan McGregor t-shirt. <laughs> Did you spill the tear? No. I, I'm not answering that. I'm not, I'm not in, a, in a comfortable <laughs> position to, to answer that. All right. All right. Uh, I think I'm only upset now because I, I had a, a moment of positivity and spark because last week when we were with Brian Wampler I said I could go and watch Obi-Wan now and I thought I could go and do that now but it's Tuesday <laughs> we're back to a normal airing day yeah. which means that Obi-Wan Wenobi is not out till tomorrow you can still re-watch episode 3 and, and see that nice fighting sequence how's that? true, true I'll go and do that alright well, um, for those of you that were with us for the whole show, thank you so much. For those of you that were there for everything apart from this part, then never mind. But for those of you that have just joined us, that was Obi-Wobi-Nobi Chat. And before we leave you, I have one final question for Dan, and that is, Dan, if you could only have Obi-Wan or The Mandalorian and Disney said they're going to axe one, which would you take? Whoa, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Come on, gut reaction. Gut react. There must be a gut reaction before you start thinking it over. Got you. Got to ex the Mandalorian because Obi Obi is so much centered in the OT, and I'm an OT guy. I could live without the Mandalorian and Grogu. Mm. Oh, ouch! Because that would because that would erase also my my memories of the Book of Boba Fett, and I'd still be happy about uh, the Book of Boba Fuba. Booba Fuba, and I'm simply happy to have a a badass uh, Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett, but now it's like True. dead bad Boba, uh, dead bot Boba. So it's like a little bit, yeah. All right, I I, I I agree. I would take several seasons of Obi Wan over the Mandalorian, and I can't believe I've said that. Yeah, Mando is pretty cool, but I also like that that, that Obi Wan is kind of limited to that six episodes, and maybe they do the second season. But you know, the arc is already is very limited, so you can do unlimited stuff like with the Mandalorian. You could extend the Mandalorian to twenty five seasons, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no end. But no. we are not being we are not popular in the chat right now, Dan. No. <sighs> okay. No, there seems to be we've again we've polarized people, which is ultimately yeah. the aim of life. I mean, all right. I'm I'm gonna go and watch. Um, I'm gonna go and watch it again, Dan. I'm gonna go and Obi Wan Kenobi myself. All right, that's cool. And, and we don't have to play by or burn uh, by or burn on Obi Wan Kenobi and uh, the Mandalorian because luckily, since we're paying for Disney Plus, we've got both or basically everything. So, yeah, let's enjoy Disney Plus. Yeah. Although I I've got to get rid of one of those streaming services. I don't need. Yeah, them. I mean we're paying eighty five bucks just for Star Wars, basically, right? Seems worth it to be. 
<laughs> I could waste 85 bucks on a lot more other stupid things. Absolutely. All right, like guys, food. if you haven't, haven't given us a five-star rating on iTunes, make sure to uh, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you, you listen to this. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We will be on next week, but I'm not quite sure. Next week's my birthday. <laughs> so uh, we might have to push it to Wednesday then because the family... Hang on a minute. No? If we're, if we're talking... Well, firstly, we've, uh, uh, if we're talking birthdays, it's my birthday yeah. this week. You know, on Friday. Yeah. So... But yes, we we have um, we have. Can we say who we have next week? Did you move it officially? Nope. I, I I didn't even have a confirmation yet, so we can't tell yet. We're looking to get a nice guest on. A really awesome guest with an exclusive, I believe. Yeah, with an exclusive, but it's still Which... a little bit shaky. So we're gonna make sure that it it's happening on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, if well, you got presents, if you got presents, send them send them to yourselves and pretend they're for us. <laughs> I was about to say send them in the address that you find on uh, theguitargeek.com <laughs> actually that's, there is someone at theguitargeek.com and it's not me so don't send them there alright oh, okay anyways send send your best wishes that will be the greatest thing make sure to spread the word about the podcast um, and uh, show up next week yeah especially on darn Wednesday it. darn it yeah. yeah I'm going to Spain this weekend I know, I know, we're trying to get at the show, but I've just, I'm going to Mallorca Damn. for a wedding. Nice. Well, like it's either Mallorca or Mallorca. I, I don't know which one it is, and if or they are the same place. My, okay. my geography is honestly not that great. You're Menorca or Manacor? No, one of Mallorca or Mallorca. Mallorca. Mallorca is just one island, if I'm not mistaken, right? And then there's Mate, honestly, time. I have zero okay, idea. Okay. I skipped that day okay. at school. Okay. All right. okay. But I am going there, but it's not for my birthday. It's for a wedding. So, okay. so two weeks? Uh, two, two, two weeks? <laughs> two days two weeks. only? Yeah. Two <laughs> days only. Leaving yeah. at stupid, stupid o'clock on my birthday and coming back at stupid o'clock on Sunday night. So Sweet. Well, yeah, there, looking forward. there are worse things you can do on your birthday than flying to Mallorca. I'm sure there are. <laughs> Yeah. And we shall discuss them at a later date. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you for your time, for Daniel. Bye-bye.